Welcome to season two of The Retail Tea Break. My name is Melissa Moore, founder of The Retail Advisor. As a consultant, mentor, trainer and lecturer, I enable retailers and makers to reach their potential through sales growth and excellence in customer experience. I'm also your host of The Retail Tea Break. Each week, I'll be joined by industry experts, retailers and makers to decode the myths, share stories and their insights into this industry of ours. So if you enjoy listening to The Retail Tea Break, subscribe to the podcast and share it with others in the industry too. So sit back, grab that cup of tea and listen in. Welcome to The Retail Tea Break. Today, I'm joined by a lady who helps her clients get and keep their ideal customers with her marketing and CX expertise. She's a certified story brand guide, which enables her to clarify your message so that more customers engage with you. Did you You're very welcome to the Retail Tea Break. Thank you for having me, Melissa. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. Great to, great to chat with you. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. So for everyone listening, Deirdre and I know each other quite well over the last year, thanks to Women in CX, the global CX community. And I suppose for those of you who aren't sure what CX stands for, because I'm sure that term will pop up an awful lot this afternoon, uh, CX is customer experience. And I'm sure as we talk this afternoon, Deirdre's going to delve a little bit deeper into CX. But the real reason I've asked Deirdre to join us today is to talk about branding and brand story, which I know I got wrong when I started the Retail Advisor. So I'm absolutely thrilled that she can join us and share her expertise this afternoon. But before we start, as we always do on the Retail Tea Break, in the time it takes to boil a kettle, Deirdre, tell us a bit about you and your business. Oh my gosh, that's so hard to do when you're a talker like me, Melissa. Um, Okay, so my business, I as you well know, because you work with a lot of small business owners as well, many small business owners struggle to get and keep their ideal clients. And the main reason that I find that this is, is because of their marketing messaging being just a little bit off and their customer experience being incidental instead of intentional. So I help clients to clarify their marketing message so that it really resonates with their ideal clients and to craft a customer journey within their business for each of their products or services so that their customers are, wow, wow, it's just so easy and they like it and they're getting what they're supposed to get, that it does what it says it's going to do on the tin. Um, And that's then what happens. Their ideal clients feel like it's a beacon. So they, they attract their ideal clients and then they craft this journey that helps their clients achieve success and it helps the business owner get the success they deserve. Has the kettle boiled? <laughs> I know, that's brilliant. And actually, while you're describing that, what's coming into my head is the fact that I've spoken to so many retailers and product makers over the last few years who've said, oh, we sell to everyone. We are all things to all people. And I'm sitting there going, but you can't be. So this is why it's brilliant to have you, I suppose, clarify what people can be doing. Mm -hmm. So why is brand identity so important? I know you've touched on it there, but if I'm a retailer with my small shop, why should I be concerned that I'm, I suppose I have the right brand identity or that I'm doing it properly? Yeah, 
Fantastic question. And actually, I've been researching this recently for something else that I'm working on right now. And here's some interesting statistics that I found on this. Okay, so and, and I shared this in my blog recently as well. So it takes five to seven times for people to remember a brand. So, you know, the first time you saw Nike, you don't necessarily remember them, but now Nike is a household name and everybody knows who they are, what they do, and you know, just do it, right? And so even that little symbol, that. that little tick symbol that they have, we know just naturally yeah. exactly yeah. who the brand is. And that's a swoosh, right? That's the name Ooh. for the, the tick symbol. And that actually ties into part of a brand strategy and a brand identity. It's a word that Nike own. So that's another thing we can talk about later, but uh, uh, we'll see if we get time to come back to it. The other thing is with your brand identity, the colors that you choose can have hidden meaning, but also can make your brand instantly recognizable and memorable. And color improves brand recognition by as much as 80%. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So if your colors are consistent across every platform that you're on, and there, you know, if you have a, a, a physical space and your color is consistent throughout that space as well, it's just it's a flow. So it doesn't matter where you engage with your clients. The color is what makes you stand out. And you just need to if you picture a big yellow M sign. What does that mean? McDonald's. Yeah, absolutely. Right? The golden arches. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what country you're in or where you are. When you see that M. In that yellow sign, you know that that's a McDonald's. It's instantly recognizable. And presenting a brand consistently across all of those platforms, as I said, that can increase revenue by as much as 23%. Because people like to deal with brands that are trusted, that they recognize, that they, they remember, because you know it has that more of a professional, seamless approach, even if you're a small solopreneur. Or if you have a small business, having that brand that is consistent will be the thing that can win you business. That sounds amazing. I'm quite shocked by the figures there that you've given us, but it makes sense. As you said, we all know the Nike sign. We all know the McDonald's sign. So why shouldn't your customers know you by someone walking down the street with your bag, by seeing just a floating image of your logo on Instagram, that the trust factor has to be there, that emotional connection to go, oh, I know whose brand that is. I like that shop. And suddenly they dive into your Instagram or onto your website or even into your store because they have that connection. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it doesn't matter where they see you, but if they see something they like, you know, if they see something that triggers some sort of an emotion, be it a thought or a feeling, that's going to potentially prompt them to go and discover more about your brand. So they might search for you, you know, they might happen upon you on social media and then decide to click through to your website. So that should be consistent all the way through because if they look at your Instagram page, for example, and your Instagram is all beautifully, you know, um, styled in a particular color, and then they land on your website and that color isn't carried through, they're gonna go, hmm, is this the same, is this the same business? 
you know, so it does cause people to question and when the identity is consistent and it's not just about colors, it's so much more than that. It can be personality as well and how, how you shine through on your, on, uh, on your platform. So if you take Red Bull, for example, Red Bull are fun and vibrant and you wouldn't know what they might come out with. But can you imagine that, you know, then all of their social media is, you know, they have their minis and they have their Red Bull can on the top and wings and stuff like that. But can you imagine seeing that brand on their website and it's really formal and structured mm. and professional? So in terms of not just the imagery and the graphics, but maybe the things that they'd say, those are things that also need to be consistent in terms of identity. And, you know, <clears throat> one of the things that when I'm, when I'm speaking to business owners, and we're looking through visuals and we're looking through other sorts of things sometimes what gets missed actually are the values that the business have and that those values shine through on the different platforms as that's well. really interesting and i guarantee that's not something that many businesses think about because look realistically when we looked at bringing you on and branding I'm going to be honest I thought about colors and the prettiness and the kind of brand logo I don't necessarily think about my values or even as you've just said there that communication aspect so do you find that that's things that are missed completely or that customers or your clients haven't even thought about 100% yes in fact of all the businesses I've only ever spoken to and I'm saying this just before we started to to record I've recently been speaking to an SME business and they'd had somebody come in and work with them through their brand strategy their brand values where their business is going and that's the first time I've ever spoken to a business who has all of those things nailed down and that's really, um, it, it's something that's totally, in my view, fundamental to customer experience. I think first and foremost, it is about who is your ideal customer and then building a brand to serve them. Now that can be a little bit like chicken and egg or sleeping food, which, do you, which is more important or which came first. And if it's a case that you haven't determined, you know, who your ideal customer is and you're building a brand, well then your brand strategy needs to be needs to identify who it is you're going to serve and how you're going to serve them so one of the things that I find with branding is and this is the mistake as you rightly pointed out Melissa most people think your branding is your website and your logo and yeah. it ends there but it really doesn't yeah there's so much more to it than that and sometimes when I'm describing this I say it's a little bit like have you ever met a person and then met them six months or 12 months or two years later and not remembered having met them the first time oh okay alarm bells start ringing yeah, yeah that's interesting when you put it that way so the same thing can happen with your business okay and part of that is you know when we meet people it's the emotion we evoke emotions in people and that can be because we listened or we asked the right questions and things like that but actually in terms of branding it's the same thing so being consistent with your branding is really important but just to elaborate a little bit more on what branding is and this was this was quite new to me I'm not gonna say that I know everything about branding I absolutely do not um, but I do know the importance of it and how 
how impactful it is when you get it right in the early stages of your business or when you just stop to build a brand strategy for your business if you've been running for so long. So one of the things is that what people don't realize is your business plan may actually form part of your brand strategy. Oh, I never would have thought of it that way. Yeah, but it does because your business plan is how you're going to grow. It's what is your mission in your business. So you, you know, you might write a very lengthy plan for your business, but actually if you break it down, it includes somewhere in your business plan what your mission is for your business. And that forms part of your brand strategy. It's your vision as well. It's what is the picture of success at the end of this business plan? Where, where is it bringing you? So a business plan to a certain extent is or forms part of your brand strategy. Your brand, your brand identifies who you are, what's going to make you memorable, um, what you look like, how you might sound, the kinds of things you'd say and the kinds of things that you wouldn't say. You know, like some brands will use profanity in turn on their marketing and others would never dream of using something like that. Your brand is about what you stand for, and sometimes from a customer experience uh, respect, and you'll, you'll know this, Melissa, and, and maybe listeners do or don't know this, but if your brand values are aligned to sustainability, have positive environmental impact, or in some way positively impact the community, people are actually more likely to engage with your business because they will want to align themselves with a brand who stands for something like that. But what then another element of, of your brand is why those things are important, why they matter to your clients, why, so like why others should care basically who you're doing it for. So that's your target audience. Who is your brand for? What are they about? Because you can't be all things to all people. And this and the, is sounding, sorry, Deirdre, it's really sounding like a much bigger picture. But actually, from what you're saying, if you can gather the insight or if you're really focused on the bigger picture, this starts leading into everything else because it starts leading into your marketing, into your sales, mm -hmm. into the training you'll have with your team. So doing this homework, and it is, let's, let's be clear, this is a, a much bigger picture. You have to take the time to consider it, to do it. But it sounds like the value you bring, not only you and your team, but your business, and again, long-term, is phenomenal. And I never would have thought about it in this way. <clears throat> yeah, and your brand strategy also, the final thing to me that it outlines that I can think of off the top of my head is how you're going to do what, what it is that your mission says you're going to do. So the practical side. Exactly. And the, the thing with brand, when you build a brand strategy and, you've, and you tease out what your brand guidelines are going to be, it's, it is homework. It does take quite a, a lot to pull that together and to, to have a visual plan of what that looks like. But when you do, whether you're hiring a graphic designer, someone to do your website, someone to write your copy for your website, someone to you know, um, create social media posts or captions or do your marketing for you, they will have all of the information that they need to be able to do that so that they can communicate just as you would. But the other thing that branding 
really does is as your business grows and you start to hire people exactly as you said it's the culture and the values and so that people are literally living and breathing those things and that that comes through in the experience that your clients have when they engage with your business so culture and branding are totally fused and Recently, uh, on our on our in our wonderful community, the Women in CX community, there was one of my branding heroes, Denise Leon, was on. Oh, I was so excited to see her and talk to talk with her. I got to ask her questions, Melissa. Totally starstruck, <laughs> uh, but it was fabulous because. <clears throat> excuse me I explained to her that a lot of my clients are solopreneurs and they work by themselves and how can they start to fuse culture and branding and these sorts of questions but and what I already do is get them to work out what their values are and why they're important and you know the question I said I, I asked her was that what is your opinion for solopreneurs how should they start out and it was literally that start even when you work by yourself to to tease out what are your values because when you hire people you'll be able to share this with them and they'll get you they'll get your business yeah I love that and I love the excitement there but again what I'm really hearing from you is this these are things worth doing for the longevity of your business to ensure that the customer sees you wherever you pop up so whether that is on Instagram or in the local paper or on the radio that they're now hearing and seeing the same message and they're making that connection and it's that connection back to you that eventually is going to make you sales so I'm really and I have to say I'm quite embarrassed I never fully understood the value before but it just seems it goes hand in hand with running a business you cannot have a business unless you've you've done this because again it's feeding into every aspect so we've spoken about I suppose early stage or even solopreneurs one of your I don't know, a retailer listening or a maker listening who's been in business a while and is suddenly thinking, hang on, hang on, is this why maybe we're having issues with our website or with our socials? We haven't done this work. Sure, we're great at what we do, but it's not always landing. How do you then start to almost unravel and rework what you have if you're already existing? That's a, a really good question. I, th I think it just comes back to taking time out to plan strategically and you know a lot of businesses they might do that once a year or maybe if, twice if, a year if yeah if at all which is the concern that i'm certainly seeing over the last kind of i suppose especially two years as everyone's been firefighting but again it comes down to the fact that you have to take the time out to work on your business you do. And that's where branding comes into it. If it's not something you've done before, it is 100% worth doing now because it will, it's the foundation. As I said, it's, it's like your ideal customer or your brand, which comes first. And so if you haven't done that work to figure out which is which or who's who or what's what, it is definitely worth doing that because your brand is is literally your it's your business's identity if you are not clear on your business's identity well how are you going to expect your customers to be clear on your business's identity That's a really good point a really really good point and i'm fascinated would you know then i've come across an awful lot of stores or even makers who's whose customers changed over the last two years. Obviously with COVID, maybe people working from home, maybe people that are a lot closer now to the shop because it's, it's on their main street. Does that mean people's brand identities have changed as well? 
or how how does that work because if the customers change does it impact the brand or does it work it the other way it can um it can work both ways actually and uh, another great question to be fair so what i would see happening is that the pandemic has changed people and it has changed customer expectations yeah. and if we don't stop to check in with our customers to see firstly are we still serving the same customers that we were serving before what has changed around their needs and do we need to change how we deliver this service or product to our customers so that they're still satisfied at the end of it because what can happen with our customers is that their needs their desires or their problems can change and we might now be in a position where how we were doing it before is just simply not going to meet the needs of those people so we might need to change how we're doing it but also we might need to change who we're attracting if we want to keep doing it the same way we're doing it. So maybe we need to change our messaging and marketing. And, and this is how I like to explain marketing. Your branding is your business's identity and your marketing is the vehicle that you use to tell the story about your business's identity. So it's who you are, why you're here, how you help, and that's what your marketing does. Your marketing paints the picture of who you are, why you're here, who you help and how you help them. So perhaps it's, it's a question of looking at your messaging if you want to keep the same customers, but now you've, you've noticed you're getting different customers or else it's looking at how you're doing this so that you're attracting a new or, uh, you know, or, or you're changing your messaging. So you're attracting the people you were attracting before and you can still serve them. That's, does that make sense? It, it actually does. In that respect, it does, because I've certainly seen it. I've, an awful lot of retailers obviously have maybe changed the way they, as you say, they've, they've had the curbside pickup. They've gone online, which is completely different. And so therefore they're reaching new customers or maybe they've alienated others. And as you said, if they can get that messaging right, it's going to pull the old customers back. But also it's really nice to know that you're reaching new ones as well. So again, this is coming back to having that core brand identity that you're you're safe and secure with. And then, mm -hmm. as you said, just moving the vehicle slightly or changing that messaging, which is really clever. And that's what I love about the whole communication aspect of both CX and even the brand. I suppose tips for communication. And I suppose when I say communication, it is that tone. It's that voice of the customer, so to speak. Um, as you say, it's so easy to get it wrong because I write my own copy, for instance, wherever it is, whether it's for the podcast or whether it's on Instagram, people kind of know the way I speak now, whether it's live, whether it's in print, it's just kind of who I am. But again, that's my brand, it's me. Whereas if you came along tomorrow and wrote copy for me, it'll probably be very clear to people, unless I had gone through who I am, what I'm about, that I'm quite casual and honest when I speak, it's gonna be really obvious to people that actually someone maybe more formal has written it or someone who doesn't know me and my customers have written it. So how do retailers or makers ensure that, especially when there might be many people working in the organization, how do they ensure that that is streamlined, that it is all the same, that the messaging, whether it's about Mother's Day or Easter or Christmas, sounds like it all comes from one person? Yeah, so that is, it's not easy when it's a bigger organization, um, but usually what would happen is that there would be a set of brand guidelines. 
and in that set of brand guidelines it can be you know like uh, I call it a bit of like a playbook. So it's a little bit like all of the types of words that you consistently use that your customers might associate with you. Yeah. And then things, how you would say certain things and how you wouldn't say things, you know? And I think that part really ties into it. But when you create a brand identity, it part of the work that goes into actually clarifying how you're going to sound and the tone you're going to use is about identifying your archetype and then you know whether you're funny whether you're serious whether you're casual or whether you're very formal you know so it's about kind of breaking down to see where on the fence do you sit with those types of um those types of sounds for want of words for that kind of to, to what's the word i'm trying to say how you're going to show up and sound really yeah and do you know what yeah. it sounds like common sense but again i think it's the fact that we don't sit down enough and work on our business take this mm-hmm. overview of exactly the way our messaging how our messaging what the messaging needs to say and again what you're saying doesn't seem like it's a quick win but the value it brings to your business by spending the time doing it with your team is is so fruitful long term absolutely and like i i got certified as a story brand guide in december of last year because a lot of my business is about i i help my clients to really make the customer the hero of the whole journey and the story brand piece is the marketing uh, the marketing element which helps make your customer the hero of your story but for me it's very much the hero of the journey and the hero of the story is only one part of the journey right? and I was going to ask about this where does the kind of brand fit into the whole customer experience or that bigger journey that we know about so before they purchase the purchase itself and even what happens afterwards in a in a, in a nutshell in some respects where does the brand fit so the the brand fits the whole way through it's literally apparent it should be apparent from the very outset that first engagement right the way through until after sale because that again is it's the identity of the brand is this a luxury brand that's going to look after me the whole way through what is the message that they put out there like if you picture Ritz Carlton you know that that immediately you think high-end luxury hotel wow right and you would expect and and this is where customers expectations come in when you hear of a brand name like that it 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 leads you to expect a feeling of luxury when you get there it's making me smile even every time you say it because that is the expectation it's luxury Mm. And you would expect to be communicated with ahead of your arrival and probably an email or a follow on after your departure and with a likelihood of being invited to come back and stay with potentially a discount for future stays and things like that. That's all part of your brand and your marketing. So the whole lot comes in and, and it does tie into a customer journey because, you know, when the, from the minute the client lands on the website, that website feeling should be, oh, this looks nice. I'd really like to stay there. It should be really easy. And again, that comes back to your brand. And then the messaging and the story that they put out there should resonate with their ideal clients because their target audience should be people who can afford or who want to stay in luxury accommodation. 
you know, and generally, you know, if people are going to stay in a luxury accommodation, what is the purpose of their trip? And you'll see that sometimes if you are booking a hotel, those are the types of questions that they ask. Even booking.com, I've noticed, asked that question now. So is the purpose of your stay for holiday or work? And that can tie into the experience the hotel provides, for example, upon your arrival. But coming back to the story piece, like, when your business is talking about or, or you, you know in your marketing messaging and your copy and like you I write all of my own copy as well wherever you see it it's all me and one of the things with that is it's the points that you use to talk about your your clients and to talk about the problems that they solve and it is about making sure that it's always about your customer, that they're the lead character in the entire story, in the entire journey. It's all about them and not about you. It is important that you demonstrate your authority, expertise or credibility so that they believe that you are the brand, you are the business, you are the guide who can help them go on their transformation from where they are to where they want to get to. And that's really the only part or place where you should speak about yourself. And the rest is, this is the solution that we can offer you. Here's the plan, follow this plan. Uh, you know, again, if you wanna stay in a luxury hotel, who are the people who are staying in that luxury hotel? Why do they want to stay there? So what is their need? What is their desire? What is their problem? And then how can they book it? Like make it really easy for them how to book it, why they should stay there. And then this is what their room is going to look like. It's going to look fabulous. You paint a picture of success and, you know, you can visualize yourself in a gorgeous hot tub in a, you know, a branded robe and like, you know, slippers and going for a spa treat in the hotel. I'm really getting excited about the hotel. So am I. When are we on? <laughs> You know, and then if they don't book it, you know, potentially the price might go up or it could be fully booked out. There's only so many places available and they're going to miss this opportunity. And those, you know, it's only an, a, a select number of talking points, but those talking points are the things that lead people to buy. And those are the things where people start to become aligned with your brand as well, because your messaging is all about them. They can see themselves in your hotel or in your shop or on your website when your messaging is about them because it resonates. It evokes an emotion or a thought because it's tailored for the people who are exactly like them. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. And also, I, I'm sitting here getting excited and I know we're near a hotel. I'm not on a website. You don't work for them. But even those simple things you talk about, I am literally sitting here now picturing myself in a high-end hotel that is I suppose the essence of what you're talking about today you've painted this incredible picture you know you're talking about this website being really easy to use therefore I'm gonna take out my you know my card I'm gonna pay for it you're enticing me and making it so easy and it's like tick 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 so this is where the brand and the customer experience as you said puts the customer at the heart of everything that the business is about and hey presto you make money like when you say it like that it sounds so simple but if the work is there which is what I'm hearing from you this afternoon do the work do the background work really get this strategy strong ensure that the team knows and understands it work it through all your different avenues so whether it's social media or your website and hey presto people are going to be sitting at home or standing in your store or your studio feeling the way I do now which is super excited 
and then you need a holiday so it works <laughs> like it works it truly it works. works yeah and that's the thing when you're communicating your brand to others via marketing when you do it effectively that can be what wins you business and when your messaging is right and you attract the right people and you bring them through a journey that's tailored for those right people well then at the end of it, if that journey and the experience has been smooth, you've ironed out any potential bumps and maybe you wow from time to time and wow, wowing customers all of the time is not something you need to do to be exceptional customer experience. You just need to be consistent. And if you wow from time to time, well, then that's the thing that even makes you stand out all the more. But what protecting your brand by doing what you say you're going to do is really exceptional as, as well. So, you know, if you're marketing to a particular cohort of people or audience or clientele, and then you bring them through your customer journey and that journey is good and consistent, you've attracted the right people, they've had a good journey, they are going to become cheerleaders, diehard, raving fans of your business who will tell anybody who will listen how amazing you are and that they should all get in there and do business with you. And that's exactly what it's about. So you protect your brand by doing what you say you're going to do in your marketing message. And here's some, yeah, here's some other interesting statistics now about how branding impacts customer experience because 82% of people feel more positive about a brand after reading customized content. And that's where, when you really know who your ideal client is and you're yeah. speaking directly to them, well, then 82% of them are going to feel more positive about your business. Like, that's incredible. I love that. Do. It's personalizing the service. It makes the customer feel so special. And I think, as you, as you say, the brand's doing this, they're getting it right. And hence the reason they're making money. Oh, Deirdre, we could talk about this all day. But coming to the kind of last question now, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening would love to know how to get in touch with you. What's coming up for you over the next few months? Oh, some exciting things. So uh, as I mentioned, I was speaking to an exciting business who are scaling right now and they've done some work on their branding, but they're looking for some help with their customer experience strategy. And I'm super excited. I'm hoping to, to get in on that project to help them create a, a customer experience strategy in their business. So I work with some SME businesses like that, Melissa, but otherwise I have some online group programs that I run as well. And I'm really excited because I'm, I'm about to launch a new group program. Oh, in the amazing. Weeks. Yeah. And uh, I have a free workshop coming up in the coming weeks as well. And that is all about marketing, customer experience and how to grow your business. So typically the businesses I work with, they're all service-based business owners. So a lot of them are online. They're like coaches, consultants, freelancers, or professional services like architects, engineers, accountants, and people like that. So yeah, a few really exciting things now uh, in the pipeline. So if anybody does want to get in touch with me, you can find me on LinkedIn at Deirdre Martin Customer Experience or uh, just on my website, www.deirdremartinconsulting.ie. Perfect. And we'll definitely share those in the podcast notes underneath this on all of the platforms and on YouTube. Deirdre, it's been a joy. And as she said there, look, please do leave us a comment under today's show. Connect with both of us on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear what you thought about today's show. And if you would, to like, share and to subscribe to the Retail Tea Break 
I'd be truly grateful. So until next time, enjoy your week. <laughs>